When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Brian Tetta, executive producer of The View. It's Tuesday, and I'm here with Sarah Haynes. This is Behind the Table. Hello, Sarah. Hi, my name is Sarah Haynes, and I am one of the hosts of The View. That's right. I don't get invited on the podcast very often. All right, that's ridiculous. <laughs> you, first of all, you were on the podcast last week, and you were on no, twice last week. No, don't pretend this is the first you time you're hearing it. it. Brian reminds me that I am the last call. You're not make. the last call. You have a great rapport. I enjoy chatting with you all the time. I, I, we have conversations every day that can be know, part I'm of a podcast. I know. I'm teasing you because you. Yeah. I'm your least favorite. You know, no, you're not my least favorite. My goodness. I feel very needy right now. Tell me how much you love me. Okay, moving on. <laughs> we had a great show today. Uh, we we had, did. We had Tyler Perry on today, and things got really emotional. And this is one of the amazing things you bring to the show because you have these authentic reactions to people, to projects that, you know, you kind of throw your card away and you start telling people how you were feeling. It actually started backstage yeah. when you came down the stairs and to the point where I got uncomfortable because you were— Well, he was like, slow down, yeah, slow down, take a breath. you were gushing so much. Uh, and he's someone who's here a lot, so yeah. it was really about this documentary. But when he when he came on, you've told him that you felt like you met his mother by watching his new documentary about his life. This was the most it was so well done. Yeah. Oh, so thank you. Really, I'm very proud of them. They did a great yeah. job. Thank when you. I met Maxine through all of it, I yeah. didn't know her. Yeah. Um, but it shows just how much you endured as a child. You okay, a, wait a minute. That took me. But you met. Oh, mm-hmm. that, that, that. Yeah. Whew. Oh, I, 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 yeah. wow. How did that hit me? That oh. you met my mother. Yeah. You met my mother yeah. through it, man. That's wow. Wow. It's Thank still you. Bo- it's still oh, here. my God. These things don't go away so fast. Yep. To say that you met her through that, that took, it takes me somewhere because she, you know, this woman endured so much pain. Yeah. And she, she didn't have some legacy, but she had me. And to, yeah, be, yeah. to say that I was able to introduce her to you, you got me there, man. I'm, I'm sorry. Lord have mercy. Thank you for that. I appreciate that very much. What was going through your head in that moment when he had that reaction? Well, the the reaction was beautiful, and people uh, were saying to me, "Oh, great job!" And I'm like, "There's nothing. There's nothing I did here." My response was to his project, and it's the response most people have. Even the name of the show when he was we asked about it, but what you don't see is in the end of the documentary, they say Tyler Perry is. And he sits there and it's actually an uncomfortable pause that a lot of in a lot of settings you just edit out. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting there and he's sitting there and he looks up and he says, Maxine's baby. In that moment, you see how profoundly impactful his mom was. He goes through the death of her. And the thing is that everyone that watches this documentary, everyone knows Tyler Perry. He's brilliantly successful. His work is everywhere. I mean, the, the accomplishments we could spend a half hour talking about. But not everyone knows Maxine and I didn't know her. So it wasn't just you, you know, the legacy lives on in the child. He actually shows us who his mom is and other sadder parts, like who his dad was, which was not a a high point in that story, but a a very important part of his story. So it was a powerful documentary. And 
I, I it's one that will you carry with you and it'll sit with you and it everyone should watch it because what I said to Tyler is his his work what I came rushing down the stairs and then will be said to take a breath because I was speaking too fast was his work speaks for itself but it's his humanity his example that has always moved me that he lives so purely the whole documentary goes through everything he was able to overcome but also forgive and as someone who believes really life is only about what you you were able to get over in life at the end of your life he's living that and he the parts are very powerful and that's what sat with me it wasn't the sound studios it wasn't what he's done for black producers and writers, which is also amazing to watch and gives you chills. It's who he is as a human that moves me beyond belief. And you you feel that in this documentary. Well, watching how satisfied he was and happy he was that you felt like you knew his mom from what this documentary did. It just spoke to him and really broke him up in such an authentic, amazing way. I was very grateful for that moment. I was grateful for you in that moment because that is what you bring to the show. You're authentic and intentional and uh, in a very good way. Now, we, we Do you te- want to say what you did say to me when you walked by me after that? Um, I, I can't remember. What did I say? I'll tell you. Nice produced TV moment. Okay. Well, this speaks to you and I have a long-term conversation about this where you resist things that feel manufactured or produced for you. Yes. As a person whose job it is to produce manufactured moments, this is sometimes a a conflict between the two of us. Um, So what I've tried to do, and I think the best use of being a producer, is to put you in situations and positions where your natural, authentic self leads to amazing television moments. So I understand the differences in us because you this is exactly what you do and you do it very well. And there's a lot of amazing producers. I'm looking at some right now that do this so well. All I've got is is I am such a, a bundle of feelings that they don't need to be produced very hard. They just need to be tapped into. Right. And I think coming out of morning TV, I'm a little jaded and bitter because morning TV is notorious. And if you've ever watched a morning show, you know exactly what I'm talking about, where someone says something and they all go, <laughs> it's really wet out there. <laughs> and when you've dealt with those moments, they're like, oh, do that again on camera. I'm like, you actually want that recreated. Oh, wow. Okay. So sometimes when I see a moment that reminds me, yes, it's so, but can I also remind, you actually helped me with your sense of humor and snarkiness. Remember the time we were talking about something very serious, Yes. but I started getting emotional and I, I, I didn't see it coming. I was having a hard time talking and the tears were coming and we get to commercial and I was really jarred because I didn't anticipate that feeling. (laughs) Brian walks up and whispers in my ear, we were preempted. Can you do that again for the West Coast? <laughs> yeah, that was that was. And that sums yeah. up that exchange sums up <laughs> who I am, who Brian is and why I love him so much, because that actually lightened me up for the rest well, of the show. That was the intention. I didn't really mean it. No, listen, my my feeling is I, I agree with you, actually. I don't like things that feel overly calculated. I don't like things that felt like I don't want someone to give a speech that I feel like was practiced in a mirror before the show. You guys are great. And that's why the, the view hosts are all great, because you're authentically reacting to things. Um, you talk about coming from morning TV. I came from late night TV. Yeah. And you that's know, a I, written show, by the right, way. Right. And I worked for, for David Letterman. For someone like him, I would try to just put him into a situation yeah. where I knew he would be hysterical yeah. and funny as opposed to trying to create the hysterical funny moment myself. Same thing with you. It's more just kind of winding you up and pointing you at something and then letting what happens happen. I know this is a compliment, so thank you. You're welcome. Um, all right. So speaking of authentic, wonderful moments from you, 
I heard last night something happened with Alec. Tell us about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I actually could use advice on this from you because yeah. you're further up the line. Um, Alec was having a huge meltdown, and I'm starting to realize that on the other side of a meltdown, there's obviously things that caused it. And I'd gotten him calmed down, and we started talking. He started to share this story about how he wanted this boy to be his best friend, and he wanted him to like him, but he makes him give him everything. And I think he means like when you get a goodie bag or a pencil or whatever. And so Alec and I got in this back and forth about, you know, what is a friend? Is that a friend? Is that how you're a friend to people? It just broke my heart because he started crying. And I said, but there's so many other kids you could be friends with. There's so many people. And if you have to be something for someone else and you can't just be yourself, maybe that's not your friend. He's like, but I really want to be friends with him. And like looking at him, I thought I didn't realize this young at seven, you'd run into that vying for attention because this boy is really good at sports and I said, why do you like him? Mom, he's really good at baseball. And I was like, wow. You know, this is definitely a seven-year-old friend. He's hero-worshipping a little bit. Yes, he's hero-worshipping. And and then, you know, he talked about the little boy being mean to him. And I I told him, we talk about lava in our house and anger. And I said, it doesn't make him a mean person. He had his own feelings in that moment. But how do you handle those situations where you want your – we don't want to get involved. We want our kids to learn how to handle these situations themselves. But how do you do it? Because it's so sad when they're crying. Yeah. I mean, generally, I, I call my wife and tell her to do it. No, I, I'm just kidding. I, I call um, Heather, too. But no, the, the truth is I have I have two daughters and they both have different vibes with friends. And one of them is similar to what you're telling me about, Alec, where she really like connects with like one or two people that these are my best friends. Yeah. And if they're upset with me, the world is ending. And if they're happy with me, everything's good. And then my other daughter just kind of sprinkles around her friendship around 50 different people. That's Lily. She, yeah. or, no, or is that Grace? No, that's Lily. That's Lily. Yeah. And so it's, it's an interesting, uh, I think that's the probably saner and happier way to be but it's not natural i was the other way i definitely had my best friend that i cared the most about and and we're still friends now but it's you you put it's not great to put so much into one relationship but it's hard to get someone off it's kind of who they are i try not to use the term this is the other thing is best friend yeah best friend Mm -hmm. i also don't use boyfriend girlfriend because i always am like looking at them and they'll say they like someone but it's adult vision of what that looks like to say that's why i'm always like why do you like this person and the girl he this is so funny so when i thought of what alex taste would be Mm -hmm. i envisioned like kind of a a little diminutive dark-haired brunette soft-spoken little girl i meet her and she's a bold athletic blonde like sweet little healthy belly hanging out of her t-shirt and i (laughs) i come home and i was like max i didn't see that coming she seems lovely but she's a lot and he goes oh alec fell in love with his mama yeah i mean i was gonna say (laughs) we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This is according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
and listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash view. Just go to Indeed.com slash view right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash view. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Woodward and Bernstein, pen and paper, wine and cheese. What about the perfect pairing when it comes to growing your business? That's you and Shopify. <coughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're delivering daily digests or serving sensational scoops, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort, thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. No matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com view, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com view now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com view. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. Well, um, speaking of kids, we didn't get to talk about this on the show today, but there's a story in the Washington Post taking a look at why millennials are increasingly not wanting to have kids. Um, they reported that a lot of it's due to the economic climate. Did you always know you wanted to have kids? Yeah. I always knew I wanted to have kids because I wanted to recreate my happiest parts of my life, which always involved my family. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and we're dysfunctional. We're not perfect. And uh, all the things that come with family, and yet I would choose them every time. Still to this day, if my parents called and they're like, can you spend spring break with us? I would be like, hey, Max, can you watch the kids? Like, I'm going to go be with my family. <laughs> like, I, and I'm trying to. That's kind of a joke because that, that has extended to include Max and the kids. But my family was everything. What I think about this article, though, is it is about time people make the decision to bring children into this world deliberately, mindfully, in a sober state of mind – but what I mean by that is if someone – I was big on – a lot of my friends are gay and wanted kids. And I look at the battle they fought to not only be able to be married and committed relationships but to have children. I thought the amount of people that can just sleep with someone and have a baby tomorrow right. with all the rights that come with it. And 
look at some of the lives young kids live in this country that are unwanted, that are tormented. Everything about having kids is a privilege. And so when I look at people coming into that decision thinking, am I financially stable? Will I be able to give them the life that allows for me to be my best self? Like all the things that go into that, I'm like, bravo. Rarely do I say those younger generations because I'm like every generation. Sure. Like we did it right. And these young kids, they don't even know what a CD is. Well, it's you interesting because everyone always says like, when do you know you're ready? Well, you're, you're never, never ready. ready and you never are. So there's definitely that part of it too. But when you look at this, it's um, it does make sense to actually kind of, you know, figure out when you can do it. And then, yeah. Well, what you're saying is what I always say, and that this is different to me. This is thinking out logistically what you need to provide for a child. If you're waiting to feel something, right. that's not coming. Right, right, right. Go ahead and be deliberate with this stuff, but you're not going to ever feel prepared for the enormity of that role. And you never are, really. No, and even on the job, you rarely feel cut out for it. So it's humbling. Good yeah. luck. No, but you're doing great. Um <laughs> The co-hosts often call you the sister they never wanted. Yeah. <laughs> that happened okay. again today. Well, so I've seen people trolled for saying that, but let me tell you who originated that. Al Roker. Really? Yes. So back at the Today Show, when I used to, I, I was there, in case people don't know, for years, uh, from two, uh, 2002 to t- 2013. So I grew up there, babysat people's kids, ran around, was a little bit... Al Roker is hilarious. And so if he threw a jab, I threw a jab, all the things. Watching me kind of grow up there, there were points where Al Roker would just say, she's like the sister you never wanted. (laughs) So I once said that. And because it landed with Sonny Hostin, because she literally, I'm the sister she never Never wanted, wanted. she's locked into it. But people sometimes unfairly say, that's not nice, Sonny. Sonny's doing it in a loving way, just like... Al Roker used to do it. It's 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 actually I take pride in that because I purposely joust and troll yeah. people like a sibling because I'm really good at it. Unlike motherhood and a lot of other things that I feel inadequate as, I am an amazingly annoying sibling. I think you're very good at it. And and both Sunny and Joy are only children. Yes. And I feel like uh, they don't yeah. even know what's coming. <laughs> they don't know what's coming. And it, but even Sunny will admit sometimes there are moments with siblings where she says, I kind of miss that I didn't have that part. But yeah. rarely to me directly because she knows the part I bring is annoying. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel, listen, I think there's definitely upsides and to being an only child, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. But um, especially if you have a Sarah Haynes in your life to fill the role. Um, <laughs> all right. So tomorrow on the show, we've got a really big show. We've got Hillary Clinton coming on. And, <gasps> oh, my God. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, try not to make her cry. One of the last times she was here, you had a moment with her on a commercial break that still okay. sticks with you. So Tell I repeat this all the time people always ask who were you most excited to meet and all the things and a lot of times it's the people and they could be nameless they could be a big name it's the people that look at you a certain way there's a gut feeling to who's there and real and authentic I've always been a Hillary Clinton's supporter but I too was critical at times when she was um, campaigning in her political career of falling to the you know there's something missing here I met her here on the show for the first time, and there was a point where I took every commercial break because I had some real questions because I always face meeting these guests is, if you had five minutes with them, what would you personally want to know? Sure. Because that's what I take with me. I don't do a picture. I don't do an autograph, but I want to take their wisdom. So I went up to her, and people on this show, pause on Hillary Clinton, will literally look through me. I'm not, I'm not Whoopi Goldberg. I'm not Joy Behar. Sometimes it's not even people that are that big. Hillary Clinton... 
Everyone knows who that is. Everyone on our show wants to talk to her. Cameras are looking. Crowd members are yelling. She looked right into my eyes. And all three commercial breaks that I co-opted, she answered me. And she answered me so real and so authentically. By the way, the second you show me that part of you, I am a fan for life. I remember writing her afterwards on Instagram as if she checks that. I slipped into her DMs and was like, I cannot tell you what that meant to me and how. And ever since then, I'm like a huge cheerleader. She's very likable, actually. Very likable. Yeah. And I think she's at her best now. It's yeah. like the weight of the world is Since off the election, her shoulders. she's a great interview. Yes. Yeah. Um, but well, I'm, I'm very excited to have her on. And obviously, with everything going on in the world and these poll numbers and a year out from the election, um, there's so much to talk to her about. Yeah. So uh, I'm very interested in, in having her here. So that'll be great. Um, before we go, can we talk about this commercial break mug chaos today that happened with Joy? <laughs> I mean, the the, show, the the best show on television is when the cameras aren't rolling here. And so we had a the, so little behind the scenes. We taped Tyler Perry earlier in the morning. Yeah. So then when that rolled into the show, we were doing Q&A with the audience. Yep. Can you can you explain yeah. what happened a little well, bit? Well, first of all, we love chatting with the audience. So if yes. you do come to the show, there's always a back and forth. And uh, this woman, Whoopi, like, interrupts something and says, I have to just tell you these glasses you're wearing are totally fly. And this woman had amazing glasses on. It ends up she's one of four sisters sitting in a row and it starts to be a back and forth. The woman wants to give uh, Whoopi the glasses. Then Joy asks for them. (laughs) The woman ends up giving her the glasses. Well, Joy didn't feel she could take those uh, without giving something back. So she starts to wipe off. She's like, I'm going to give her my mug. And those mugs are sought after because we don't have unbelievable. I'm going to start selling them out of my trunk and make a fortune. People want Well, because they're really cool mugs and they're big. But so we signed it. Well, all of a sudden, the baby sister, who was not the one that gave the glasses, dominates the whole thing and says, these sisters wouldn't be here if I weren't here. We proceed to sign four mugs and make sure every sibling walks out taken care of. It was like a conveyor belt of mug signing. I mean, the fact that Whoopi Goldberg, of all people, is like working hard. Hers is something. started slipping in like headshots and things that she could I mean, sign to sell on the side and then our crew guys ghost. Yeah. who never dropped the ball brought us red solo cups and i said you should leave me because they won't let me but that was hilarious that was great um all right well thank you for joining me today sarah tomorrow i'm back with joy if you're enjoying it please uh Leave us a review, a Definitely rating. Definitely leave us a review, especially the Sarah episodes. Yeah, the let, Sarah episodes. If you love her, rate it and put some comments down there and let Brian know what's what, okay? Let us know what your favorite episodes are. Do you prefer the Joys, the Annas, Don't the Don't do that. Just go to the Sarah episodes and let me feel seen. The ones with me and staff, anybody that comes to mind, let me know what you like and, and we'll take a look. Oh, and also, my mother told me this. If you're listening to like an Alexa or a Google Voice or something and you say, hey, play me the View podcast. They'll play you the View podcast. So try that out, too. You're literally a walking commercial. That's right. Thank you for listening.